number 40 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. And once again, that awesome intro song that you're hearing is Leave the Lights On by Pacifier. That is from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. Once again, a big thanks to the guys from Pacifier for letting us use this song on the podcast. The Rangers coming off of a tough shootout loss to the Anaheim Ducks on Saturday. They will be back in action tonight against yet another underachieving Western Conference team in the Nashville Predators. Back home at the Garden after a four-game road trip. It'll be nice to be back home and get the Garden crowd rocking again. So we'll see how that goes. And we are going to preview that game a little bit. But I want to spend the majority of today's time talking about Chris Kreider and more specifically the Rangers' options with Chris Kreider as it pertains to either you know trading him or just letting him play out his contract this season or maybe even giving him an extension because the Rangers do have some options. Now, it's important to note, Chris Kreider is not the only New York Rangers impending free agent. And just to run through the list really quick, in addition to Kreider, you've got Ryan Strom, Jesper Faust, Alex Georgiev, Tony D'Angelo, Brendan Lemieux, and Greg McKegg. So quite the list here. You know, for a team that's rebuilding, we kind of think a lot of these guys are going to be in place going forward. But there are going to be some tough decisions to make because you can't keep all, what is how many is that? That's seven. You can't keep all seven of these players. So obviously... There are a lot of, you know, pros and cons to weigh as far as the Ranger front office is concerned as it pertains to, you know, who to, who to extend, who to try to hang on to, who to move at the trade deadline. But I wanted to talk specifically about Kreider because he's the guy who's been here by far the longest out of any of these players on the Rangers. And he's a guy who, you know, a little bit of a polarizing figure as far as Rangers fans are concerned. I like Chris Kreider. You know, I think he's been a really good player for the Rangers over the years. It's just one of those things where I don't know if he's ever quite hit his ceiling as far as, you know, becoming the excellent player that the Rangers and the fans were all hoping he would become. I don't think he ever really quite hit that level. In fact, I know he never quite hit that level because in his tenure with the Rangers and he got started in the 2011-2012 season, he actually made his debut in the playoffs that year. The Rangers were the top seed and he jumped in to their matchup against the eighth-seeded Ottawa Senators. But bottom line, in all those seasons, Chris Kreider has never had a year where he went over 53 points. His, his highest point total so far in his career was in 2016-2017 when he scored 28 goals and notched 25 assists. So it's not superstar numbers, but it is steady production. You know, and last season, also one of his best years, in 79 games, he had 28 goals and 24 assists for 52 points. So he's been a good player. He's been a consistently good player, but he's also been a consistently unspectacular player. And it's something we've talked about on this podcast before. His production level has kind of plateaued. He's kind of plateaued as a player in this league. And he is 28 years old now, so he's not hes not an old man. He's not ancient. He's not like one of those veterans that you absolutely have to move out of town so you can make way for all the kids. Now, granted, it's not always about the numbers with Chris Kreider. A lot of his value comes from his willingness to go to the net and provide screens and look for deflections on the doorstep. It's something he's very good at. There was a stat not too long ago where I think in the last three seasons, he has more tip-in goals than any player in hockey, which really surprised me. I mean, I figured he'd be up there, but number one, I, I honestly did not realize that. But 
yeah, if he if you trade Chris Kreider away, then who takes on that role? Who's the guy who's always, you know, in the crease and making life hell for the goalie and screening the goalie and battling for position in there? Who becomes that guy? Who who kind of takes the reins as it pertains to getting in front and screening the goalie? And I don't have the answer for that. I mean, you could say maybe maybe a Philip Hedel. I mean, he's a big guy, but I don't think that's really his game. And then I mean, maybe Buchnevich, because Buchnevich is a big guy, but man, Buchnevich is a ghost recently, and there's really been nothing in his game to suggest that he'd be willing to do that. And, you know, I don't I don't dislike Buchnevich, but he's got to pick it up. He's he's a guy that the Rangers need to get more out of. Because it's not just that he's not scoring and not getting assists. You barely notice that he's out there. But I, I don't want to get too sidetracked right now. Bottom line, there would be a void there if you trade Chris Kreider because I don't know who takes on that role and who goes to net, especially on the power play. Who on the power play is going to camp out in front of the net, you know, in front of the goalie and provide screens? I, I don't know who it would be. If you have an idea, let me know. And Kreider, he does drive Rangers fans a little crazy because, you know, when he gets hot, this dude can score goals with the best of them. He gets as hot as any player in the league and the goals just come at a rapid pace. But then... Just as quickly as he gets that hot, he kind of just disappears. And it's been like this basically since he's gotten here because there have been so many times where it looked like Chris Kreider was about to become just like a superstar in this league and just truly take off. But every time that we start to think that, it kind of goes in the opposite direction. And as hot as he was, you know, for the stretch of, I don't know, say two or three weeks, he'll be just as cold for the next two or three weeks. So you can see why Kreider has been a polarizing ranger in the eyes of the fans, but He's also been a valuable Ranger. I mean, I don't want to discredit anything that he's done. You know, this is a guy who's been a steady producer, a steady if unspectacular producer for all of the years that he's been there. He's also someone who's been pretty good in the playoffs. You know, 77 career playoff games. He's got 23 goals and 14 assists. And I think he's usually pretty visible out there in the playoffs. His game plays well in the playoffs. You know, the physical play, the willingness to go to the net and provide screens and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Kreider, you know, I I don't want to say anything bad about him because I like Kreider. You know, Kreider's been one of my favorite Rangers over the years. And he's one of the only guys left from those teams that were making all of those deep playoff runs. I mean, as far as the Stanley Cup team is concerned, you're down to just Lundqvist, Stahl, and Kreider, and yes, for Foss, Foss was there as well, but you know, it is tough to see these guys go, these guys that, you know, led the Rangers on all these deep playoff runs, you know, going to the Stanley Cup final, going to the Eastern Conference final a couple of times, and coming out of three to one series deficits and back-to-back seasons against the Penguins and the Capitals, and just all the great things that they accomplished together. You know, Kreider was part of a team that every time it seemed like its back was against the wall, it would just come out swinging it and find a way to to get back into a series or do whatever had to be done. The only thing that this team didn't accomplish was ultimately raising the Stanley Cup. And, you know, it is tough to see all these guys leave, but that's also the nature of the business. And I don't know. I'm going to look at some other options. You know, I don't think it's a total 100% foregone conclusion that Kreider's traded, although I do think that is the most likely outcome here. But it is possible... You could if you won. It, you know, at some point, if you're the Rangers, you got to have at least a couple veterans in the locker room, right? I mean, we've talked about this before where the only guys on the team over the age of 30 are Lundqvist and Stahl and Michael Haley, if you want to count him. But again, he's not even active for most nights. He's usually a healthy scratch more often than not. So, I mean, at some point, is it okay to have, you know, one or two veterans in the locker room? I mean, we, we do have two, but maybe three or four. Can we have three or four guys above the age of, you know, 28 or 29? And Chris Kreider could be one of those guys. Now, it would all depend on Chris Kreider's willingness to take the quote-unquote hometown discount because he has been with the Rangers for his entire career, and it is possible that he really likes it here and really wants to stay here. 
The only thing is, if you're Kreider, wouldn't you like to hit free agency and see what what offers are out there for you? I mean, I don't think it would really behoove him to sign a contract right now as far as an extension is concerned going forward. Now, if you're the Rangers and you want to at least entertain the idea of hanging on to Chris Kreider going forward, then now is the time to do it because he is not right now putting up one of his best seasons. He's got seven goals and 10 assists, 32 games into the season, so on pace to to fall below last year's 52-point output. So now might be the time to strike if you're the Rangers. Kreider is finishing up a four-year, $18.5 million contract. So it's possible that maybe, you know, he could get around that annual rate if you're the Rangers. And if you really want to keep him there, then maybe you can talk him into just taking, you know, a similar contract, maybe even like the exact same contract. But even as I say that out loud, you know, that doesn't sound like a ton, four years and 18 and a half million. You know, you're making just over four and a half million per season. But you look at the NHL and the way everything is set up. The salary cap is tight in hockey, you know, and it's one of those things. That's why teams, that's why players change teams so often, because, you know, if you become a free agent, let's let's even use Kreider as an example. So let's say Chris Kreider hits free agency this offseason and the Rangers come to him and say, hey, we think you're worth four million per year for the next four years. But then another team comes along and they say, no, you know what? We think you're worth four point six million per year for the next four years. Which offer are you going to take if you're Chris Kreider? Now, I know there's people out there who say, well, you know, the Rangers, they gave him a chance. He's been with the Rangers all this time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I get that. And there is something to be said for hometown loyalty. And sometimes you do see these guys give teams hometown discounts because they're comfortable where they are. They like playing in the city that they're in, and they just want to be there going forward. You know, we, we've seen that in hockey and other sports as well. But at the same time, we always hear how this is a business, right? Any sport, it's a business, it's a business, it's a business. So why can't the players get in on that business? Why can't they go to the team that gives them the most lucrative offer without then facing backlash from their from their home fans or their former team? And we talked about this a little bit with Artemi Panarin. Remember, I, I kind of got on the Blue Jackets fans a little bit because the Rangers were in Columbus and Panarin... You know, they played the tribute video for him, and he got a nice hand during that. But anytime he had the puck in that game, they were booing him. And I get it. That's what teams are going to do. Hey, he used to be with us. He left us. He's now on the Rangers, and now we're going to boo him. So I get it. But at the same time, you know, what do these Blue Jackets fans expect Artemi Panarin to do? Take a third of what the Rangers are offering him to stay with the Blue Jackets? Or just retire from hockey altogether? Just not play with anybody else? I mean, the Blue Jackets in that situation did not even pretend like they were in on the Artemi Panarin sweepstakes, so he signs with another team. He signs with the Rangers, who I think gave him the best offer, the most lucrative offer, and it's the same situation with Kreider here. You know, he has every right—he's not going to get the money that Panarin got, but he has every right to take the best offer that's on the table, and he should get a relatively good deal because, again, uh, this is a guy who, you know, he projects as, like, kind of a classic second-liner, maybe a third-liner, depending on the team that he's on, and he's going to— He's a great complimentary piece for a team down the stretch. You know, if there's a team, like, one team that comes to mind for me is the Colorado Avalanche because they, as good as they are, they're a little bit of a top-heavy team. You know, right now with the Avalanche, they're top six. You know, you got the top line of Nathan McKinnon with Jonas Donskoy and Andre Burakovsky, and then you've got the second line, Nazem Kadri centering Miko Rantanen and Gabriel Landeskog. So that's great. But then after that, it kind of falls off a little bit. And that's true of any team in hockey. You know, once you start moving down the lines, you're going to get less and less production. But I think Kreider could be a really good complementary piece on a team like the Colorado Avalanche, which obviously has very high aspirations of competing for and winning a Stanley Cup this season. So, I mean, that's just one team to throw out there. I'm not going to go through like the entire league and try to figure out exactly where Chris Kreider is going to land. But you get the idea. I think Kreider going to a team as kind of a rental piece would provide 
some much-needed depth for a lot of these teams that are looking to contend for the Stanley Cup. Because, again, Kreider, you know, he's been a steady, if unspectacular, player, and he's a guy who's played well in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there should be Stanley Cup contending teams lining up for him to add him as a complimentary piece down the stretch. But yeah, if you're the Rangers and you truly want to hang on to Chris Kreider and you really think that you can work something out and get something done in a way that's fair for both parties, now is the time to strike because he's been slumping a little bit recently. Now, in his last four games, he does have a goal and three assists, so so not bad, but he was also demoted to the fourth line. And I don't know if it was so much demoting Kreider as it was just kind of a way to shake things up against the Ducks because the Rangers had that disastrous second period against Anaheim. And when they came back out, you know, the, the lines were kind of shuffled around a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Kreider in that game logged a season-low 11 minutes and 4 seconds of ice time. That obviously does not count the game against the Devils, in which he was assessed a game misconduct and only had 9 minutes and 44 seconds of ice time. But, yeah, Chris Kreider, you know, really saw his ice time shrink in that game. And, you know, he's in one of his funks recently. You know, he does have the couple of points, but he's just not the most visible player on the ice over these last few games. He has just two goals in his last 15 games. So I say, if you're the Rangers brass, you sit down with Chris Kreider right now and you just kind of kick the tires and you see what can be done. You see if you can come to some kind of a realistic, I don't want to say compromise, but just kind of meet in the middle and see if you can extend him and have him here for, you know, maybe another four years. That would just take him through his age 32 season. And I realize that, you know, sometimes negotiations in the middle of the season aren't always the best thing, but you know, Kreider's an adult. He can handle it. He's 28 years old. And I just think the time is now because again, Kreider has not been setting the world on fire recently. So you're never going to have a better chance to quote unquote sign low than you would have right now if you talk to Chris Kreider right at this minute. And if you can't get anything done and if you're miles apart, then I think at that point, there's probably no other option. You do have to start looking for a trade. Now, the trade deadline is not until Monday, February 24th, so the Rangers obviously have some time here, but, you know, in hockey, this business never sleeps, and I just wanted to, you know, give this whole episode to Kreider and just kind of break down all of the Rangers' options with him going forward because I didn't want, you know, out of nowhere, uh, suddenly a trade happens and Chris Kreider's gone. And obviously, if that happens, we'll talk about Kreider again and we'll assess the trade and all that good stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to get ahead of it because Chris Kreider has been such a good Ranger for so long, you know, loved by a lot of the fans. I know other fans, you know, kind of wish we could get a little bit more out of him, and I get that, but Chris Kreider, again, a solid producer for a lot of years on Broadway. And something else that I think is really working against Kreider and, you know, his chances of being back with the Rangers on a new deal next year is just look at all the other Rangers impending free agents. And I know I gave you the names before, but just to run through the list of impending free agents again one more time, there are seven players. You've got Kreider, Strom, Faust, Georgiev, D'Angelo, Lemieux, McKegg. So there are players on this list that the Rangers really might want to re-sign. You know, we've gotten breakout seasons from both Ryan Strom and Tony D'Angelo. You know, I'd be looking at both of those guys if I'm the Rangers trying to maybe work out something there where we can keep those guys in the fold. And Kreider is the oldest of anybody on this list. Him and Jesper Faust are both 28 years old. And Kreider might command more money on this list than anyone else. And I think you just add all these factors together, the fact that Kreider is going to be expensive and the fact that there are other, you know, kind of breakout players on the Rangers who are entering free agency or about to enter free agency. And those guys might be higher priority than Kreider. You put all this together and it's just hard to see how you keep Chris Kreider on this team. It's not impossible, but out of everybody on this list, I think Tony D'Angelo is a guy that the Rangers might be looking at 
you know, to extend and give him a, a long-term contract. He obviously has had a breakout season. It hasn't always been perfect. You know, he's been a little shaky in his own zone a little bit, but he's becoming that two-way defenseman that the Rangers hoped he would be when they brought him in from the Coyotes. And then you've got Ryan Strom, who, again, you know, a breakout season from him. He's two years younger than Kreider. That's a tricky situation as well because, you know, Strom is 26 years old and having really probably the best season of his career, and you just don't know if he's for real or not. There's a lot of guys here that it's going to be tricky. But with Kreider, you know, again, the price tag that he's going to command, coupled with these other free agents, several of whom have had breakout seasons with the Rangers, I mean, the writing's been on the walls, and if you look at the way the Rangers have done business over these past few years, the idea has usually been to trade away the aging veterans whose contracts are coming up and bring in younger guys and bring in, you know, draft picks and just continue to rebuild and tear this thing down. Again, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to have a couple of veterans in the locker room. If you and Kreider can come to some kind of an agreement, then great, you know, keep them in the fold. I got to be realistic here, guys. I don't think Chris Kreider is coming back to the Rangers next season, and if you're a Kreider fan, as I am, then my best advice to you is to just enjoy this because it's very fleeting in sports. You know, these teams, it's hard to keep teams together for a long time. And Chris Kreider has been with the Rangers for a very long time, especially by hockey standards. With hockey, again, you know, the tight salary cap, it makes it so that, you know, players are changing teams at a pretty high rate. You know, they're going to go to the highest bidder because, you know, this isn't like baseball where there's, you know, $300 million contracts being thrown around. These are, you know... Most players are getting, you know, three million, if that, you know, two million, one million. I mean, there's guys on this Ranger team who are signed for less than seven figures. So, yeah, I think if you're a player in this league, you're probably going to owe it to yourself to go to the team that's going to make you the best offer. And I just don't know that the Rangers, I mean, I'm sure there's a part of them that would like to keep Kreider around the front office, but I just don't know that it's in the cards. So I would just say enjoy this. These might be the last few games that you get to see Chris Kreider play as a Ranger. We'll keep an eye on it going forward. And, you know, there obviously is some time between now and the trade deadline. But, yeah, I just, like I said, I wanted to give this entire episode to Kreider because he's been a, a very good player on the Rangers for a very long time. And I thought it was appropriate to just kind of, you know, weigh all the options and, and t talk about what the Rangers could do with him moving forward. One final option that I wanted to talk about here with Kreider, and we've talked about, you know, the possibility of trading him and the possibility of extending him. I suppose if you won, you could just let him play out his contract. But of the three options, I think this is the weakest one because then you're not going to get anything for him. And, you know, I know the Rangers, you know, you could look at it and say, well, hey, you know, the, the Rangers are in a playoff race. Why are you going to be trading players away and making your team worse? The answer to that is I don't think that the Rangers realistically consider themselves to be Stanley Cup contenders this season. And that's just the reality. And I don't think that they're going to hang on to Kreider just to have a slightly better chance of winning the Stanley Cup because that chance, I don't want to say it's impossible. We've seen crazier things happen. And once you get into the playoffs, it really is anybody's dance. You know, we've seen eight seeds win the Cup. We've seen, you know, lower-seeded teams at least make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, there have been examples over the year. The Kings as an eight seed won the Stanley Cup. And if you want to go back to the Rangers' last Stanley Cup championships, they played the Canucks, who were a seven seed, and they took them to the absolute limit. I can remember the Edmonton Oilers making it to the finals as an eight seed. So yeah, once you get in, you know, there are examples, and it has been proven that everybody has a chance. But I don't think the Rangers are going to hang on to Chris Kreider thinking that he's the, the reason why this team is just going to rampage through the playoffs and go win the Stanley Cup. So yes, trading Chris Kreider will make you weaker in the interim, but I think if the Rangers can get, you know, a good draft pick or a good young player, 
who's, you know, under team control for a few years going forward, then that's the move that they're going to look to make, and I can't fault them for it. I think the last thing you do here is just let Kreider pr- play out his current contract. You could look to extend him. If that doesn't work, I think you got to trade him. It's just the nature of the business, and it's it'll be a sad day when Kreider leaves because I know a lot of us are fans of him, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. It, it's hard to keep teams together, especially in the NHL. And maybe what we'll do in the future, you know, I I am kind of fascinated by this list of the Rangers' impending free agents, so maybe we'll have an episode in the future where we kind of rank these seven players in terms of, you know, who I— who we would most like to see the Rangers sign to a long-term deal versus who we would least like to see the Rangers sign to a long-term deal and just kind of rank them in terms of their importance to the franchise going forward and just talk about, you know, how likely it is or how unlikely it is that the Rangers will lock these guys up long-term because it's a very interesting list. There's a lot of guys here who, you know, you've got the two veterans in Kreider and Foss. You've got the two breakout guys in, well, three breakout guys, really, Strom, D'Angelo, and Georgiev. And then you've got, you know, two kind of grinders, uh, Lemieux and McKeg. McKeg kind of just a journeyman, but you get the idea. You know, we'll, we'll have an episode in the future where we talk about all seven of these guys and just kind of rank them in terms of the importance to the Rangers going forward and just kind of talk about how likely it is that the Rangers indeed keep them in the fold for the long term. Shifting gears now, I do want to talk at least briefly about this game against the Nashville Predators tonight. Rangers come in with a record of 16-12-4. They just concluded their four-game road trip where they racked up five out of a possible eight points, which really isn't bad. They went 2-1-1. It was unfortunate how they lost to the Ducks because they had a lot of opportunities to seal the victory in that game, and they were unable to do it. And 3-1 and one just sounds so much better than 2-1-1. One and one. But overall, you have to say that's a successful road trip for the Rangers. And Coming in to oppose them in the garden are the Nashville Predators. The Predators, surprisingly, at least to me, surprisingly, they are fourth to last in the Western Conference right now, a record of just 14, 12, and 5. This has been a perennial playoff team for a lot of years. They, they tend to win that division quite often, and it's just not come together so far for them this season. They have lost their last two games. 4-3 to three against the Buffalo Sabres on the road on Thursday, and then coming home Saturday to play the Dallas Stars and suffer a 4-1 to one defeat, and they are now back in action tonight against the Rangers. It is the first night of a back-to-back for the Predators. They are at the Rangers tonight and at the Islanders tomorrow night. Right now, UC Saros is listed as the likely starting goaltender for the Predators so the Rangers will avoid Pecorini, but neither one of these guys really playing up to standards. You know, Pecorini is a guy who in the past has been, you know, a Vesna candidate in a lot of seasons and just hasn't quite got it going this season. He is, of course, a little bit older. He's 37 years old. Um, but yeah, Pecorini just 10-5-3 with a 299 goals against average and an 893 save percentage. And then Saros, who it seems like the Rangers will play tonight, comes in at 4-7-2 with a 304 goals against average and an 894 save percentage. So I haven't seen a ton of, you know, National Predators games this year, but I would imagine that, you know, their underperformance certainly as a team is influenced by the fact that, you know, neither goalie is has played up to standards so far this season. So we'll see what happens tonight, but very winnable game for the Rangers. You know, we've, we've said the Predators have struggled and a chance to get back on track here. And for the Rangers, it's going to be Alex Georgiev in net. There really was no other choice. I mean, you know, Georgiev has played excellent lately, and he has outplayed Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist played the most recent game, led in a couple of soft goals. He made some really nice saves in that game, too. We can't take that away from him. He was very sharp at times, but the two soft goals are kind of what stick in the mind of fans, and 
when you just look at everything, the whole picture and how Georgiev has played recently, really the only option was to turn back to him tonight. And I think this is a big game for Georgiev because if he once again comes out and plays well, and again, Georgiev has permitted just seven total goals in his last five games combined. He has two shutouts in that time. And if he comes out again and plays well again, then this could be his job going forward. The Rangers, after tonight, they have the next three nights off. They are not back in action until Friday, a 7 p.m. home till against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But if Georgiev plays well tonight, I fully expect that he'll be back in between the pipes for that game against the Leafs. So a big, big night for Georgiev, and we'll see how the Rangers continue to handle this goaltender situation going forward. But I think it's a tremendous opportunity for Alex Georgiev tonight. He can really kind of just take the starting gig and run with it if he plays another strong game tonight. So that'll do it for today, guys. Thanks again for joining in. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that's LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And if you follow along there, you'll get an immediate update as soon as a new episode goes live. So definitely be sure to give us a follow there. Thanks again, guys. See you next time.